Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Welcome to our special edition podcast episode in honor of International Women's Day. Today, we will be exploring the experiences of women in the workplace, the challenges they face, and the progress made toward gender equality. From unequal pay to unconscious bias, women still encounter a range of obstacles in the workplace, and it's important to shine a light on these issues and work towards creating a more equitable and inclusive workplace culture for all. We got the chance to chat with Tassa Anya, the content analyst at Captera Canada. Her time is dedicated to method-based investigations to help SMEs of all industries access insights that can elevate their organizations. Her off-the-moment consumer surveys and market research have earned her features in IT World Canada, Less Affairs, The Financial Post, and The Journal de Montreal. In this podcast, Tessa highlighted the problems women face in the workplace, how balancing work and family life is a struggle for both men and women, and how we can foster an environment of trust in the workplace. Hi, Tessa. On behalf of Canadian SME, I'd like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you today? Hi, Maheen. I'm so happy to be here. Um, really happy to see you again. It was great participating in the Canadian SME Expo back last year. Um, and yeah, I'm just really happy to be here today to, to talk about some, some issues facing that women in the workplace face. Absolutely. No, very pleased to have you with us this, this afternoon, Tessa. And, uh, it's always a pleasure having to work with, uh, you know, great companies and great organizations such as yours. And, uh, and yes, we will be touching base and celebrating, uh, you know, uh, International Women's Day. We know that how essential it is to recognize the work that still needs to be done to achieve, um, you know, gender equity and to commit to taking action to address these challenges. Let's begin talking about some problems, Tessa. Like what problems are women currently facing in the workplace and how can we go about resolving them? Absolutely. Great question, Mahane. Yeah. You know, Canada has done a lot of work so far in creating equal access to the labor market, but women are still facing a lot of problems specific to their gender in the workplace. With Captera Canada, we recently surveyed over 500 female employees in Canada for our Women in the Workplace study. And that's where the statistics I'm going to be referencing today come from. In our study, we found that women report facing discrimination in a few job-related areas such as a third of women agreed that they had experienced bias during recruitment. Uh, Fewer women felt comfortable asking for a promotion and were also less likely to receive unsolicited promotions. And in general, women were underrepresented in leadership and senior roles within their companies. Um, What our study has shown here is that there may be some hard to see barriers for women in the workplace, both in recruitment and in career development opportunities. Um, But the good news is we can go about solving these difficulties. You know, the first hurdle would be getting hired as a woman. And there are a few things that SMEs can do to eliminate the bias in their recruitment process. They can advertise open positions amongst more diverse network, uh, include all types of community in the job posting process, such as reaching out to specific business associations that are already composed of candidates from different backgrounds. They can also practice blind recruitment, which, um, you know, is the practice that where the, you can remove the names of applicants from resumes and other details that could influence uh, bias during recruitment. 
Um, and blind recruitment really helps ensure that a company's opinion of new hires is based on their work experience, their skills, and education. You know, the things that can really bring new value to your company. And the good news is that there are software programs to help your HR department do exactly that. Lastly, uh, as far as recruitment goes, they can consider alternative achievements as, as evidence of skills. You know, not all candidates will have had the same access to traditional workplace achievements or educational opportunities. So instead of strictly seeking a candidate with a specific number of years in leadership or one who has a specific and maybe expensive qualification, consider other talents and accomplishments that may have allowed candidates to build the skill sets you need without inadvertently requiring all employees to have the same work experiences. Right. Now let's talk about balancing work and family life, which is a very common struggle for both men and women, right? Like as more women have entered the workforce, the traditional roles of men and women in the family have shifted. And both genders now face the challenge of balancing work and caregiving responsibilities. Tessa, what are the most common struggles of parents and what measures can be taken by businesses to support them? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of parents, it's like they have two full-time jobs right now, and it can be really hard to balance work and family life, um, especially for remote working parents. Uh, and I know that e even, you know, parents aside, all companies right now are really focused on how to make hybrid models work. They continue to be the trend and companies want to build more efficiency. Um, you know, with that said, we do have to sp pay special attention that employees of all backgrounds are supported in such environments. Because our study found that parents of children under 18 who work remotely often have ba um, difficulties balancing private and professional duties. Their most common struggles that parents were, were reporting under these circumstances were never really feeling like they were off work, you know, working overtime hours, higher levels of stress, and a decline in the overall quality of their work. That is not going to make for a great, you know, efficiency of a hybrid model. So we have to look at, you know, the resources that, that these people need. Um, flexibility, for example, was a top-sided work benefit by many job seekers. Uh, and most remote working parents in our survey say that their company provides somewhat flexible working hours, which can definitely help workers who need to pivot their focus during the workday. However, only 18% said their employer offered childcare resources, which could include, um, you know, company-backed, childcare stipends, reimbursement plans, or even referral programs. Mm -hmm. Considering that the Canadian government has plans to invest $30 billion to improve access to affordable childcare, and they've been doing a great job um, uh, with that already around the nation, companies may need to go just a little bit further in making sure employees are aware of these childcare programs and helping them access those, those uh, care programs. But let's talk about pregnant women. I mean, they face a completely separate set of hurdles in the workplace, right? And this can include physical discomfort, medical appointments, and a need for time off to prepare for the arrival of a new baby. And Tessa, what resources can businesses provide to pregnant women and why are these so important? Absolutely. Yeah, it's really important to look at the experience of all the employees that you have working in your company and make sure that you're offering the resources that they need. If this is one instance where creating an employee family planning program can help, uh, you know, parents who are already working and can help employees who are dreaming of having that family with alongside their career. So almost one in five women who had become pregnant while working in a company said they didn't feel comfortable sharing the news of their pregnancy with their manager. 
Um, but having these policies and these programs and these resources ready for the eventuality that some employees will create families, it's great for building trust in your workplace and increasing that transparency. Now, closing pay gaps is, I think, one very essential step towards achieving that fairness and equity in the workplace as we're talking about it. And, you know, pay gaps exist in the first place when different groups of employees are paid differently for performing similar tasks or jobs. And these differences are often based on factors such as gender, race, age, and contribute uh, to a culture of discrimination and inequality. Tessa, how do Canadian men and women currently perceive salary equity in their workplace? Yeah, this is a super topical question. Um, Canada has done a lot of work in ma uh, making mandates about achieving salary equity for companies, but not all companies are actually required to do this. And even the ones who are doing it may not be being transparent enough because as far as the perception goes for salary equity, a third of employee surveys said there was a lack of transparency regarding the salaries at work. And 41% were unsure whether their company had ever made a pay equity audit. Now, that was, those are really high numbers in a country that requires these sort of efforts to be made. And so to address that, I think workplaces need to consider creating HR teams to undertake pay equity measures and encourage them to engage and share updates with employees on this topic. Um, another way to, to tackle that is to establish employee resource groups, uh, as they can be a really great asset in addressing these concerns. Building communities that unite underprivileged or underserved groups can help highlight the issues that affect those employees and help them feel supported, whether through new company directives or mentorship or advocacy. It's all about opening that line of communication and really helping these employees feel seen. And, you know, you emphasized on this point earlier as well, that building an environment of trust is so important, especially in allowing employees to really speak up about many other things that includes discrimination or even harassment that they may face at workplace. Right. And, uh, you know, small businesses can really benefit uh, greatly from advice on creating a very safe and respectful workplace that values all empl employees. Uh, now, Tessa, as we wrap up our conversation, how do you recommend employers can build trust in the workplace? Yeah, here I would say transparency is key. You know, working hard to find new initiatives to support employees is a great idea, but being transparent and honest about the workplace culture is what will really instill that confidence in a company's action. You know, and, and another aspect of a trustworthy employer is one that responds constructively to employee issues. Hearing about the negative sides of your company culture is a valuable resource. So, you know, don't waste it by giving a cut and dry not right now, or, you know, that's not a priority. You know, instead, engage employees and find more about their pain points so that you can better estimate the necessity, the priority, and the plan of action that you can take um, to, to address their issue. Because making employees feel heard and engaged um, in making their workplace a supportive one can improve the communication. It can open a, a vital line for those insights to come from the inside of an organization where they have the most insight on, on how to serve themselves as employees through company resources. Right. Natessa, your passion for creating a safe and respectful workplace environment is truly inspiring. And we are grateful to have had the opportunity to learn more from you. So thank you so much again for taking the time to join us and share your knowledge. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Mahin. We should persist in our efforts to encourage and elevate women across all fields and strive towards a fair and unbiased society. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Once again, we would like to thank our exclusive banking partner, RBC, exclusive shipping partner, UPS, and our exclusive accounting software partner, Zero, for supporting this initiative. Please do share the podcast and feel free to check out the other episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe to the Canadian SME Small Business Magazine to stay up to date on all our upcoming events and get the top business insights from industry leaders. This is Maheen, your host for the Small Business Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders. Thank you.